So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Look at it. Just look at that bruise. Cody Rhodes with the performance that is getting headlines just because he actually performed with a torn pectoral muscle inside the Hell in a Cell main event. How did this happen? How did the internet react? And what do you think? Plus, on today's Sports Kid Wrestling Top Story of the Day, we're getting into the edict of Warner Brothers Discovery Media. That's right, the edict of MJF. What did they say to AEW, and what did they say to their broadcasting partners about MJF? As if that wasn't enough, money, 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 and the bank is sold out. We'll talk about the upcoming Summer Classic which is quickly becoming one of the big four pay-per-views. And Stephanie McMahon, uh, oddly, a few weeks ago, made an exit from WWE, taking a sabbatical. She's expected to return to the company, but we know more information about her exit and who is taking over her role and why she may have left the company. Uh, let's get into it. All of it. Share that link, or you stink. It's today's Sports Gear Wrestling Top Story of the Day. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. That's right. Watch out indeed, everybody. Hey, it's Kev Callum with Jose G. Happy birthday to him. Jeremy Happy birthday Bennett. to you, bro. Happy birthday right, to you, my friend. Yeah, we don't, we, it's it's, we it's Kevin's birthday, y'all. We don't so have a birthday I want y'all to get out of y'all seats and go, Kevin. It's your birthday. Go, Kevin. It's your birthday. Go, Kevin. Go, Kevin. Go, Kevin. How old are you today? I'm not going to say. All right, there we go. Oh, let's get into it. We got a lot to talk about. Still younger than me. Uh, you look better than both of us. Don't worry about it, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, we're going to get into all of it. We have a lot to cover. Last night's Hell in a Cell. Uh, an odd challenge to WWE late in the game here with Cody Rhodes, who's quickly become one of the top baby faces in the company, one of the most over superstars in WWE since rejoining the company and leaving AEW just a few months ago at WrestleMania. He comes into this main event, his first pay-per-view main event back in the company. Maybe even his first pay-per-view main event as a solo superstar, right? Ever in WWE. I don't know if he's ever made it uh, on a pay-per-view. Uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't remember that. But anyway, I mean, I could tell you the local marketing was all built around him. His face was on the chairs. He was on all the posters. He took this a big way. He was promoting this heavily. And then Saturday night, he is not featured in the scheduled live event match against... Seth Rollins, non-televised, Saturday in Champaign, Illinois. Then last night, Sunday in Chicago, we find out throughout the day that he has a torn or partially torn pectoral. Then we find out by WWE officially right before the show starts that he indeed has a torn pectoral. Uh, we get to the main event. He takes off that coat, and Seth is just laughing as we look at a legit torn pectoral muscle that is not makeup. As many people who just want to say it's makeup, he... It's a work. It's a work. Really it's a work. 
We covered it last night. He worked nearly a half an hour match, a brutal, violent match with a torn pectoral muscle. Now we learn about some things that I didn't get to see. I was at the show. We were zipping out of there to try and get a lift. Uh, but he cut a promo afterwards where he was almost tearful and and all, all, always a bleeding heart. And I mean that in the right way uh, with Cody, where he basically says, no one told me I had to come out here and do this. This was my decision. Uh, so kind of taking the heat. I know there were some people say, oh, Vince Mantris is wrestlers like animals. And he sends them out into a cage. And, and it was just all that, you know, I don't basic, care if you're hard. That, that basic bottom of the barrel you vitriol where people like to say what someone is a billionaire that they've never met you is should, doing, you know? Before we continue, we should know that we're also sharing a, a birthday with the one and only Kevin Owens. Yeah. And the, also the uh, one and only Drew McIntyre. So happy, yes. happy birthday to them oh, yeah. as well. I'm, I'm having this conversation with Drew McIntyre. One time. I, think, uh, I, think, uh, I think Gigi's birthday was yesterday too. So all sorts there of we go. Things. Thank you guys so much for the birthday wishes. I appreciate it. I, I'm very, very thankful. Here. I saw uh, one of our regulars is going to send you a stripper. So. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, where'd that go? There it is. Old Ricky Castillo. He said he's going to ah. send him send him your address. He's going to give you a stripper. Stripper Graham. Stripper oh, Graham. No. If I don't, yeah, if I don't answer the door, if we're I don't answer topic. the door, I don't. Have to, yes, we're way off topic. <laughs> we're, we're way off topic. Let's get to the story here. Reeled me in here. Cody Rhodes here with uh, this brutal, brutal injury that he suffered. Weight training. That is the belief is that he suffered this weight training. And got in the ring and did a lot of stuff. There was a lot of gaga. There was a lot of uh, shenanigans to get around this. You had people using weapons. You had all these different things. You had, uh, I mean, they they ran the ropes a little bit. But you notice they didn't run the ropes a ton. And there wasn't a lot of power movement by him. He did uh, attempt to do a power bomb. And, you know, realistically couldn't pull it off. And then he got put through a table himself, which is brutal. Uh, All things considered, I know we talked about this last night in our post show. And you guys can get that and. We had a good idea. I mean, I think he's getting, I wouldn't say universal praise. I'm surprised by the amount of people. The people that really love it, love it. The people who hate it, are we're going to hate it anyway. And he never should have been in the ring. And there's no way that he wasn't forced to do yeah, this. Yeah, a lot of and doctors he, on Twitter last night. And yeah, a lot of doctors on Twitter last night. A lot of people just Googling <laughs> what a torn pectoral looks like. Everyone, uh, everyone's a medical uh, a medical expert now. Yeah. Uh, and and I then spent we 20 have, years in the medical field. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, we have some people saying it was a great pay-per-view. Some people saying it was awesome. And then you have wrestle votes coming out and saying that this was a well-received, that WWE will treat this like a classic match within their own company. Yeah. And that within Gorilla, people praised him for this performance and felt like he almost kind of saved the show in one regard or another. Uh, what did, I mean, what do you think of this? This is a weird backlash to this event. And it's odd that Cody felt the need to go on that mic afterwards. He's a guy who takes himself very seriously. Uh, and let people know that no one made me do this. I came out here and I did this on my own. I think the backlash is a very vocal minority. I think the, I, almost yeah. everything I saw was praise. Uh, it was a great match, too, considering they couldn't do everything they probably wanted to do uh, in the original plans. But I, I think that the complaints are very, very minor, uh, very low number compared to the praise. Um and like I said, uh, I, I might have said this online because uh, obviously when Kevin and I were on the air yesterday afternoon, this was really a, a early developing story. And and the pectoral thing was still kind of speculation. It, it, it was really unclear and it was just so abrupt. And it, and it, yeah. and it what we, you know, we didn't know the facts about it yet. And so uh, and it, it is learned uh, Fightful Select has learned that Cody is going to address the injury tonight on raw. He is scheduled still as of this day. Uh, he is scheduled to undergo surgery Thursday 
for the torn pectoral muscle. If you want to compare some timeouts, uh, Triple H was out five months. Elias was out for five months. Uh, very recently, Hiromo Takahashi was out for six months. And, of course, we all know John Cena surprising the hell out of everybody, including Triple H. Go back and look at entrant number 30 of the 2008 Royal Rumble, and you will see a genuine surprised reaction from Triple H because he didn't even know John Cena was back, and he made a, a miraculous recovery in less than four months. So you could probably put it in the five- to six-month range, which, you know, I would say... Let's just be safe and just keep them off, off until the Rumble. Have them return at the Rumble to a gigantic pop. Have them win the damn Rumble uh, and then have them face whoever, uh, whatever the champion setup is at that it point. It almost seems like that's the exact course like this is going to go, right? Like, it, like mm -hmm. right now, we're six months away, seven months away from the Royal Rumble. If he can heal up in time, he can win the Rumble main event WrestleMania get that title off of uh roman reigns i mean if that happens or well, i don't know what's going to happen from now and then because you know we're supposed to have that big rock versus roman reigns next year but i just want to say one thing about cody rhodes last night the guy beat seth freaking rollins with a broken freaking peck all right the guy is a legend Mm -hmm. I had some the people guy, say they, that he shouldn't have won the match. That that was the one thing that took them no, the craziest. No, they, they should have. No, because I mean the booking was going to lead towards Cody being uh, uh, elevated to the top of the card, and having him lose while going out would make absolutely no sense. Seth, Seth could take the loss. Uh, this still can elevate Cody to the top of the card by winning the Royal Rumble now instead of winning Money in the Bank. Now, the question is, what is your plan B for Money in the Bank? Is it Bobby Lashley like we talked last night? Mm -hmm. Is it a, a an up-and-comer? I, I always believe the, the Money in the Bank winner should be an up-and-comer and not really an established guy. But, uh, you know, you never know. Right now, all those plans that we have for a month from now are up in the air because I think Cody was supposed to be the winner. And so now it's going to be interesting to see who steps up in the next month on that on that Raw roster. And, of course, SmackDown, too, even though you didn't realize it because SmackDown had one match last night. It was yeah. odd how, how, how little SmackDown odd. was. This was an odd show in general, uh, but the crowd was with it. That was a really, really hot mm -hmm. crowd the entire night. They were into every single thing on the card. Yep. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Uh, the Let's get into this. We've been asked about it. I was asked about it yesterday. You even had Dave Meltzer. Um, kind of trying to say that there was a bump up in ticket sales. I can say there, oh, I've yeah. never seen I've never seen more higher on-site scalping prices for uh, uh, at least in the past few years. The most scalping I saw for a show outside of Allstate Arena, I was at the show in terms of people charging a lot more than face value. Yeah, was Money in the Bank 2011, which was the big CM Punk Cena match. This show and everyone I went to that they were talking about was scalping. Meltzer was saying it was because of. The rumors about Bray Wyatt. Was that in Chicago that was, too? 2011? Mm -hmm. uh, yes, that was in 2011. Same building. Amazing show. One of my favorite shows I ever went to. Yeah, great. Uh, and and I, I saw night. some people paying like, they were, they were paying like, you know, I'm talking like face value tickets around 80. They were paying around $200. Last so night? You, yeah, last night. So Where, yeah, where's Rod tonight? Like, where's Rod uh, tonight, dude? I, I know it's somewhere in the Midwest. I don't know off the top of my head. I don't know in front of me. Uh, but I would assume that there are a lot of people still speculating about what's going to happen. Are we going to get Bray Wyatt? He's saying there's no concrete report that he's coming back to WWE. I just think mm -hmm. it's just fan rumor mill at this point. I've asked people. Oh, from the home of Mr. Kennedy. Green Bay, Wisconsin. 
Yeah, is where uh, Raw's at tonight. It'd be a be a hell of a comeback, wouldn't it? <clears throat> well, um, I mean, it, well, last night well, something six, interesting six. happened happened yeah, last night after the pay per view, and Jeremy pointed it out, but I didn't notice, and he mentioned that he heard a little bit of laughter. Nobody else noticed this. Nobody what else talk- noticed well, this. Jeremy, what are you talking about? I might have been the only guy to notice it because everybody on Twitter said no to me as well. I noticed this weird laughter when they were uh, right at the end of the show and they had the camera on Seth sitting up against the apron on the cell. And I heard this weird laughter. I was at the show. I didn't hear anything. Well, this could have just been through television and not live played live. But I heard a weird laughter, but I'm the only one that heard it. So I'm not, I'm nuts. <laughs> I'm nuts unless it actually know. happens tonight. Cause I, I said it on Twitter and I said it on the show last night. I heard this weird laughter when they had, had the camera right on Seth when he was sitting up against the a cell. I didn't hear anything either, but maybe it was only you, Jeremy. It was very faint. It was very faint. It wasn't obvious. So the rumor uh, mill, the rumor mill on Bray Wyatt is go back to hard. Go back to Peacock and let's go watch it and see. <laughs> The I may just, mill just on, fast forward to the last five minutes and just uh, put the volume on super loud. Yeah, I, I might have just been crazy. I mean, I was sober last night, so it wasn't it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. anything under the influence. But had, I swear, I, I swear, I heard something faint when when they put the camera on him. Well, here's what we know: Warner Brothers and Discovery, big merger for them. Discovery now has an owning interest in Warner Brothers and all of their cable outlets. Uh, promos for all AEW Dynamite programming have been altered to remove images of Maxwell Jacob Freeman. This follows moves from AEW to remove his merchandise from their store and to remove MJF from the roster. They have yet to make any public comments about him and his salacious, scandalous promo, which uh, some believe uh, rooted in reality, but has become a, a, a storyline for for all elite wrestling what's going to happen with them when are we going to see them next we don't know plus you have this revolving door uh situation with the world title cm punk having to vacate it due to a, 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 an injury they're going to form a interim champion with a series here over the next few weeks so what's going on well warner brothers saying hey we want this guy off of all the promos it just seems like they're in on the whole thing and when he comes back it'll be another big surprise no one can confirm that but it is confirmed by several verified reports that warner brothers has sent out an edict to all of their in-house production and promotion to remove mjf from all content so this is just playing the whole thing here they're trying to continue it in another detail another nuance to make another big surprise at least that's what it looks like on the surface work, i mean work, i, work, I work, imagine work. how this edict was announced was it like all like Fellow watchers of Warner Media and Discovery, I shall now pronounce that MJF shall be removed from all elite wrestling, media, marketing, and any promotional items from this day forth. That's it. Signed signed Warner Media and Queen Discovery. God, I hope that's how that went down. (laughs) Yeah, people saying work, 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 Rihanna accent. Yes, it's it's interesting. Um, it, it this it's funny it, like how you, how you mentioned it earlier when we were talking uh, about before the show, you know, like the, even the company, even the parent company is on the work. Oh, they're they're in on it, man. This is yeah. I mean, this it, everybody is calling everything a work. This I, I believe is a work actually. So we'll see. I mean, do you interject MJF into the whole title program here now that that kind of changed? And that's that's another just organic thing that happened with CM Punk being injured. Since this big pipe bomb promo last Wednesday, Friday night on Rampage, they have Punk yeah. drop the title. Yeah. Um, well, no. They, well, no. 
the, he gets the in current. that battle royal. He's the last guy to win it. He's won battle royals in AEW yeah. before. Yeah, and he's well, the that's last how he's, guy. He's that's the how he's last. kept that ring for three times. Or it's such a con. It's such a convoluted setup that they have going on. Is. What's going on is there's going to be a match between Tanahashi and Goto at uh, Dominion. I think it is it's and today. Then, and then the winner of the battle royal will take on Moxley. Now those two guys are going to fight each other at Forbidden Door which is probably going to be Mox and Tanahashi, which I said from the get-go. Uh, and then the winner faces Punk when he is healthy. Now, I don't know if they're putting an interim belt on the Forbidden Door winner or not. That remains to be seen. It sounds like they Interim might. is the word they're using. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they have been using that in the marketing. But whenever Punk comes back, which is probably where they realize that Punk's probably only going to be up four to, eight, four to six six to eight weeks maybe it, it, at most and so mm -hmm. uh they feel like he's going to be back soon enough to have this set up already so I, I figure it's going to be mox winning at forbidden door and it'll be mox and punk uh but you know you, you never know uh mjf could sneak in there and beat mox i don't know i don't know if i don't know if mjf's going to be involved i think they're going to continue the mjf versus the establishment storyline before they put him in the title picture i, I don't think he's going to be in the title picture this soon Mm -hmm. Plus, I mm -hmm. bet to you, anytime when MJF is now on screen and we know that there's this conflict between the establishment, the, the administration on the, in AEW and him clearly not wanting to be there as part of the storyline slash real life. I bet you now the viewership during those segments are going to go up and he's oh. going to pull that demographic during that time yeah. when he's on. He's going to be the highest viewed guy on AEW. And this is just a way to elevate him to a different. <laughs> what a better way to mix in the real life beef that you got going on with the company into a storyline and have the payoff later on when he's crowned champion. I mean, Look how many people are talking about it. Yeah, my thing exactly. is uh, go with the momentum and get him in this title program. I don't, I, I don't, I, I can I stretch out the establishment thing. I do too. I stretch it out, but then end up getting in there. And then, I mean, you could you could turn this whole thing into a Stone Cold Vince McMahon angle, Tony yeah. Khan MJF angle. You could definitely turn it that way. All right, I've got this point queued up on uh, on Peacock, so I'm going to listen to this in my headphones now. I heard it on my sp sound system, so I'm going to listen to this in the headphones and see if you, I'm you're talking about the the the, the laugh that you that yeah. you heard that no one else watching a television show heard. Yep, yep. That no one else. This. Yeah, no one else heard this. Yeah, sure. nobody else heard it. So I'm going to see if I hear it again. Okay, so while right. while Jeremy is uh, doing his research on he's doing the some laughter, paranormal research on, on a television some paranormal show research. we're going to jump into our next story here because money in the bank is sold out, baby. Uh, they moved it. They moved money in the bank from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Tickets were moving softly. It was also the same weekend as UFC uh, to International Fight Week. So they want to be able to kind of piggyback off that crowd being in town and say, hey, get tickets to money in the bank. Uh, WWE moving to a more intimate venue, which was the phrasing. And they're going to be at a, a beautiful venue not too far away, the MGM Grand, which has a long history of big wrestling events there as well. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out as the show has sold out at its new venue. Uh, new fans, new people getting tickets. I don't know how many people that got tickets for the previous event. The word we heard is that those fans would get first crack if they were told, hey, we're going to refund your ticket, but you'll get the first crack to buy tickets for this new event. Uh, I've been able to talk to anyone who's going to Money in the Bank that I just know myself to be able to do this. But, I mean, a shakeup, it's settled into a lane. They're marketing it. They're trying to still make this a big event. I still think it's going to be a big thing. It was a pivot. 
I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I don't, th- I haven't heard much heat on WWE since this was announced, though it, it has happened that, oh, you move from a stadium to this, it's a step down. I agree. Uh, but, you know, I also think uh, Money in the Bank, as Jeremy, you stated, is a show that, that, that keep it in an arena. You don't have to put everything in a stadium. Yeah. Not everything needs to be in a stadium. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, it'll be curious to see how many people got screwed out of that, too, that have already made plans and then couldn't get tickets <laughs> uh, uh, and, and the thing is it's vegas too vegas is a big destination yeah. that happened recently with aerosmith big rock band they have a residency that just got canceled yeah. you know so how many people like are going to eat it pearl jam had to do this recently they were going to do shows in las vegas and there was a covid situation and they had to pull those shows and so you had a bunch of people who were eating money on that so it happens it happens man you know mm-hmm. uh but hopefully you know wwe can find a way to uh, placate those fans in some other way that's what I hope for. Uh, and, and also what's going to happen with it here. Now, another big thing in WWE is Stephanie McMahon making her exit from the executive branch of the company for a hiatus. She has been with the company basically since her teen years right out of college and has been an on-screen character and recently served as a CBO role. We've now learned somebody else has taken over that role and we've learned more details about what led possibly to her exit. Uh, so let's get into it and update on Stephanie McMahon's leave of absence from WWE. Yeah, a a new report from Business Insider claims that Stephanie McMahon's leave of absence was orchestrated partially by her father, Vince McMahon, as part of a behind-the-scenes shakeup at WWE. The report points to an interview that Vince gave with Pat McAfee back in March. Um, That was the first sign that Stephanie McMahon's position was on thin ice. Quote, I probably expected more from my family members than of other employees. You have to do the right thing for the business. If the person isn't working out, they shouldn't be a part of the company. Uh, Family or not family, we've got to get the right people in the right place. So it sounds like he may be questioning Stephanie's performance in that arena and uh, they were also saying that uh, we're not seeing the growth when someone has moved out of the company it usually results that something is not working we look at to stronger control of that a few months ago so no official statements in regards to that but it looks like a reputable business publication is pointing to some things saying that she might have been forced out Wow. Um, uh, interesting. I mean, like, and, and the word like we heard initially uh, when... Go ahead, Jose. I'm going to mute you guys, and I'm going to listen to this here because it got people asking, so go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, it's almost like a real-life succession, you know, like the show where, mm-hmm. you know, the you know the father, you know, he's always three, four, five steps ahead of his children trying to take over his company. And, you know, in this case, it almost seems like that, but damn, if that's the case... If Vince McMahon orchestrated, man, unbelievable. I mean, what's your take on this, Kevin? It, it, it follows the MO that Vince has. You know, I mean, in, in the sense that that Shane McMahon did, did had some, they had some issues with Shane at Royal Rumble reportedly, right? And Shane was dismissed. <laughs> and And maybe he can make his way back to the company. A lot of people do, you know, but for now, hey, this is what we need to do. This is what's right. Let's get you fresh and uh, come on back. Um, that isn't me taking the company line. That's me just kind of objectively knowing what's going on and following WWE and reporting on it and covering it. And it does line up. It also doesn't seem like the nastiest exit because everything we've heard is that she will be back in WWE at some point. Correct. You know? Correct. So it, it was mean, never it was never pointed out that th- that she's leaving the company. This is a leave of absence. So maybe she comes back in six months. Maybe she comes back in a year or, or two. You know, however long it takes for her, but. I wonder what her role will be when she does come back. Where does she fit in into that new 
paradigm that uh, Nick Khan has built around himself and, and Vince McMahon. And, she, and it's worth noting, she hasn't just had, like, the same role in WWE. You know, it isn't just, like, an on-screen thing. No, they've they've had a lot of different people serve a lot of different roles, and she's one of them. She served in marketing. She served in, like, when she was, just, like, doing menial jobs in the company. At one point, on-screen character, doing all that stuff, wrestling in the ring and big profile matches, and then becoming the head of, exa- uh, head of creative and all this different <clears throat> stuff here. So... It's interesting to see how how this all plays out. It's interesting to see how this all plays out. But it is odd that these comments were public, you know, that this is a public this is a public thing here. And Uh, and if the company is making all this money, how is she failing as a brand officer is what I'm questioning. I, I don't get where I think they were expecting, you know probably maybe numbers that weren't attainable at the time and <laughs> probably. probably set her up to fail i mean that's, so i that's... i i don't know it, it, that it's a weird situation and now if that, that's true that vince pushed her out wow that's i mean that's... he did it to shane so well he did it to shane because he caused <laughs> a, a rift at the rumble by calling his own shots and that so that's a there, little... there's also there's also more to this there, there could be something yeah. you know the the initial story we have with stephanie is i've been doing this for a very long time i yeah. want to break you know so, and, and yeah. yeah i so, so i heard is... it wasn't a laugh it was like a it was like a it, it, i heard something and i don't know if it was the music echoing because of the of cody's theme playing but i heard something extra uh when i i did hear something extra when oh, i heard great now i'm gonna go listen to this all right i'm gonna go back and uh, it's very and it faint out. It's like a. It's almost kind of like what's the, a. What's the? It's like a the, faint the time code. What's the time code? On <laughs> oh, it? I just closed it. It literally oh, there's okay. like a minute there's left like, in the. There's literally okay. like a minute left All in right. the show. It's when uh, Cody uh, tries to grasp the turnbuckle as he climbs it. They show somebody in the crowd. Once they do that, then Rollins is up next, and I hear this like faint kind of laugh. It's almost like the beginning of Finn Balor's entrance theme. It, it, and it just it does not seem like it fit with the echoing of the music. So, uh, also adding to this whole Stephanie McMahon story, back back to the segment we were on here. Uh, WWE has announced an official press release to multiple outlets uh, that they have hired a new person for her role as an executive vice president in the company, bringing Catherine Newman. Uh, she will serve as an Eaton and and the head of marketing. Uh, she has a lot of experience. She was the chief marketing officer for Manchester United Media, one of the biggest uh, football teams in Europe. And uh, she has a lot of experience coming in as well. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes. You know, WWE has been known for bringing in people from major, major companies, uh, whether it be in entertainment and sports. And this is just another version of that. What is Stephanie Man's role in the future? That is interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, is this Nick Khan's company at this point? It, it, it's, it's interesting. You know, you have Nick Khan taking on even more responsibility and already having a tremendous amount of influence just, on, on what's going on here. Just announced for Rod tonight, Fatal 4-Way to determine Bianca Belair's next challenger, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Dewdrop, and Rhea Ripley. It's a pretty strong match. Uh, to go back to your point there about uh, uh, is this Nick Khan's WWE, <laughs> I don't think... <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't think so. I think Vince is still being the puppet master here because as long as Nick Khan is making money, he's but is he being the puppet master? Is he being the puppet master to set it up for Nick instead of his family, though? 
I don't know. We've never seen Nick on camera. Is he going to be a recurring on camera no. character? Is he going no. to do stuff you like that? I, I don't, I don't, I don't, he's don't an entertainment guy. He's not a wrestling guy. No, You're going to want to no. leave this you, with someone who has a wrestling background and understands the business. You don't. Nick, you don't. You don't need. A, you don't need a management of the company itself to be on camera. You could have you, you hire wrestlers and actors to do that things. Vince just chose to do it, and his family chose to do it themselves. But just look at look at him. Look at uh, AEW. Tony Khan's been on camera three times. You know he he doesn't he doesn't and you know so mm -hmm. I you don't have to be an on camera person to be running things for the company. Sure. Rolling Curtis with the super chat. Mr. McMahon is the goat, the only necessary piece. Yeah, it will be odd to see what WWE. No, with him at some point. Uh, obviously, lots to follow. We will be live after Monday Night Raw with Vince Russo bro, covering Monday bro. Night Raw as he does every single with us, bro. Uh, I, hate, I hated it. I hated it, bro. I hated yeah. it, bro. What? <laughs> I hated it all, bro. Oh, I thought he loved it. It was terrible. It was terrible, terrible. All those different yeah. things. Put the bro counter up in your own mind and watch the show. Uh, that'll be on later tonight right here on our live streams on Facebook and YouTube. You can get it on demand whenever you want on those same channels. And get it in your podcast ears wherever you are. Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all those different apps. New apps every what? single week. Uh, go ahead and give it a Google. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at Kev Kellum, at Kev Kellum. You can follow Jose G at Jose underscore G underscore official. All right, and follow Jeremy at JB Huskers on the Twitter machine. Also, by the way, I'm going to be on pay per view this Saturday. Going to be on Premium Fight live TV. Event? Uh, no, this is pay per view. Uh, we're going to be on pay per view live stream on Fight TV. F I T E TV. Uh, we're going to be worldwide with AAW Crush oh, and what? Destroy. Uh, Crush and Destroy. Matt Fitchett versus A Steel. Yes, uh, CM Punk's friend A Steel going to be on that. Uh, Shaft versus Russ Jones, a big Haas fight. It's gonna be a really, really cool show. Go get it less than I believe thirteen dollars is the gotta, and you get infinite replays. So if you can't watch it live, you can get replays too. Well, Josh Alexander on that show too, right? Yes, he is. Josh Alexander, ACH, gonna be in a big match. That's oh sweet. man, I bet they go like 35, 40 minutes. Like who knows, stuff. man? Josh has been having some bangers at AA Dubs. So Hell, they may go sixty. What? Uh, and also keep an what? eye on our on the uh, the SK Wrestling underscore Twitter. We may be giving away tickets to the show this week as oh. well. So keep an eye out for that. So we're looking forward Boom. to that. All right, thank you guys so much for supporting the show. We will be back tomorrow, right, right again in the five o'clock central hour, six p.m. Eastern hour. Make sure those notifications are on so you know exactly when we go live. And remember, when watching wrestling, do the most important thing, which is what, mere mortal. You must enjoy it. Enjoy wrestling. Yeah. Max, do pre pre. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out!